heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. So we have been reporting on these uh, reports coming out of China, but the mycoplasma pneumonia. Still a lot of questions about this. Uh, various things are being talked about. Could it be another pathogen or something else? And there has been talk about that. People have been very weary about another strike or another pandemic, which is really weird and a bit ironic when you think about the fact that you know, it was what was it like a hundred years uh, in the early nineteenth uh, century before the world got struck? You know, with a pandemic, nineteen seventeen, nineteen eighteen, nineteen nineteen, I believe, as I recall. And now, you know, now we're talking about it already. So, what what brings that? What brings that to the surface here that people are so fearful? Fear, fear is the word, really. Fear, and I guess the. The question I'd like to talk about and pose to you all, is this fear-based or how do we prepare, preparation planning maybe for another pandemic? Sounds a little strange, people. But then again, as the world spins uh, off its axis uh, these days, it seems, there is a lot of weird stuff going on in the neighborhood for sure here. Welcome into the voice of a nation that is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here and privileged to be with you always, my fellow Americans, and to all of our terrific uh, friends around the world. Uh, I'm super excited. We've got here three great voices coming on. Nurses Out Loud will be here. There'll be Nurse Jody O'Malley will be here, uh, Nurse Kimberly, uh, Nurse Michelle. Uh, they'll all be here. And, uh, and and by the way, as we'll talk a little bit later in the program, uh, celebrating one year of great programming on the Nurses Out Loud and the commitment from uh, uh, really Michelle and Kimberly and Jody has been tremendous. The, the Chinese Center for Disease Control and Prevention has reported over 3,500 cases of respiratory infection admitted to the children's hospital, uh, they say. And uh, they believe the colder weather and relaxed COVID restrictions have led to an immunity gap causing a surge in known pathogens is what is being reported, they say. Now, Chinese officials, the Chinese media they are saying this is just a common mycoplasma pneumonia, nothing to see here, just move along. Um, that is the quandary. Uh, so the question is, do we believe them? Do we believe them? On November 22nd, the United Nations Health Agency requested more detailed information and lab results from China about these cases, as well as recent trends in respiratory pathogens. However, by November 24th, China reported that there were no unusual or new pathogens found in the clusters of pneumonia cases. All right, freeze the moment right there. Let me bring on now better expertise than I want to talk here. Let's throw it right around the room first of all, get an opening remark. Uh, let, let's start with Nurse Kimberly. Let's start with you on this, please. And uh, do we believe them is what I'm asking. I don't know. Do we believe uh, what that this is just that and it's nothing more? Or are there some oddities with a potential pathogen we're not aware of. What's your sense of this? What's your feelings, your gut say, Kimberly? Uh, my gut says, Malcolm, that we are 
in Groundhog Day. Like we're going through just like, just like we did in 2020. And it doesn't feel to me like um, there's anything new going on. I, my, my initial um, interpretation of this is it's fear porn. It's just more of the same that we've been hearing over and over again. Uh, these type of infections have been very common. They're typically very mild, but where, I, and one of the questions I have is what is the vaccination status of these people that are coming in and coming down with these infections? Because I, I truly believe that the vaccine has caused a breakdown in immune systems. I believe truly that we are destroying immune systems. Um, that's my initial thought on it is I, I don't believe anything that comes from mainstream media. Well, to I don't your believe point, Nurse Kimberly, let me let me stay right with you a moment here. To your point now, uh, you would fall right in line with Dr. Paul Alexander. In fact, he was on a viewpoint this Sunday, this weekend, in fact, with a host of other great uh, voices. But he was talking about um, uh, he's got a his in fact, his, he's got a show up on this silence on reported white lung pneumonia striking children now in U.S. And he's saying uh, that some of it could very well be to your point, Kimberly, due to the vaccines that would have worked to subvert the proper training of developed immune systems in children. And this white lung by the, the you know global children on the globe, uh, we're seeing suggest a s- systemic issue that is baked in due to similar roughly lockdowns and bag. In other words, he's blaming it on the whole deal that we did this wrong and that this could have a big impact on this. Is that's what you're saying, right? Absolutely. And then the other thing I'd like to look at is how many of these children are being forced to wear masks where they are breathing in all of this bacteria. Oh my God! And Great you know. I really feel like that could be a contributing factor as well. Well, Kimberly, we're talking China here, so you know full well. I mean, these yes. people sleep with a mask, don't they? I mean, come on. Exactly. You know? Exactly. The culture there is very, very um, uh, prone to masking. So it wouldn't surprise me that this would be somehow related. Isn't that an interesting point? Thank you for bringing that up. Because every time I, you look at an image of China, that's the first image that comes to my mind is everybody's got mask on. So, Jody, you hear Nurse Kimberly there talk about, uh, you know, she brings the mass factor into it. I think that was an interesting uh, analysis to think about. That could be part of the problem here. But so is this just a normal sort of events out in China? Could there be something more when they talk about a possible another pathogen or is it just fear based? So what does your gut tell you at this point, please? Well, microplasma, microplasma pneumonia is actually known as walking pneumonia. And many of our listeners uh, probably know that term. They probably have had it in their lifetime. It, it is extremely common in school age children and rarely results in hospitalization. Now, if China is reporting higher increased numbers, I agree with Kimberly that um, vaccination status definitely needs to be factored in there because we do know that the vaccines lower the T cell immunity. So if children are not able to recover at home without being hospitalized, then the vaccines would definitely be a consideration for me. If that could be, if the over-vaccinated uh, vaccination in the population and the mask wearing and all these factors are factored in, then, Jody, is it safe to say then, if if that premise is real, does that mean in your professional opinion that we should not have an outbreak here? Because there are reports of this in the U.S. now, but they could be fairly normal, uh, to your point. 
is, is does that put that to rest or could in your opinion or is there something more here no i mean honestly malcolm i think that i have it right now um to be honest with you you know i have traveled for the last 30 days backpacking um being on planes trains buses through five different countries with my son and he started off with a sore throat and, you know, being tired. And then his breathing kind of changed when he was sleeping one night. And I thought, oh, man, is something going into his chest? Uh, but, you know, we did our we did our, you know, normal things that we would normally do. And he was fine. And I thought that I had escaped it. And 10 days later, now I have the sore throat. I was feeling the lethargy. I had a low grade temperature about a week ago. And now I've kind of feel it settling in my chest a little bit. So, you know, as with any pathogens that are out there and, you know, especially being so vir virulent and contagious as walking pneumonia typically is, um, I think, you know, we're, we're just testing more, right? We're testing. Everybody's testing uh, these days. Everybody's so afraid to catch something that normal things that we've experienced for decades are now enlightened, you know, and they're just heightened, I should say. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like coronavirus, right? It's like it, that's a common cold. Now, imagine if that common cold went out into the world and we developed a test that was experimental, that was never designed to diagnose this condition, right. but yet we did push it on to the public. And um, and then we have this increased higher case count. And you, you see where I'm going with this, right, Malcolm. Right, I mean, right, right, <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? All right. So this fine line we're determining right now, what comes to my mind is this. And, and let me direct this now to you, Nurse Michelle, and that is this. You know, there's a fine line between, um, you know, preparation. Of course, having a healthy immune system is not a fine line. We all need to strive for that. And we do that on America Out Here all the time. We talk about it a lot. But on the other side of this um, is, you know, Michelle, I, I, I look at what transpired over the last three years. And the way I see it globally, and surely here in our country as well, I look at it this way. We could talk about fear, fear-based, or many people say fear porn. They use that phrase. But in many cases, in many ways, it's sort of like we have like a case of PTSD. When you consider what the world went through and you consider what our country went through and the price we paid and the lives that were lost and the, oh my dear, the political aspect, everything that tore us apart, Michelle, it really is like a bad case of PTSD. So there's that on one side of the argument. And then on the other side, being prepared or understanding, let's face it, Michelle, I don't know of anybody in my circle or anyone I know that really trusts the, the China Communist Party or the CCP or what they did out there to release the first pathogen, the first bioweapon onto the world. What do you say to all that? How do we balance that those worlds, Michelle? There is no doubt that we are in the midst of the false propaganda campaign starting again because the censorship is hitting us really hard again, similar to it did in 2021. So that's the first red flag to me that the censorship is picking up. So something's a up. Dr. McCullough had mentioned that this particular mycoplasma white lung mycoplasma pneumonia is amenable to gain a function. 
So coronavirus, likewise, is amenable to gain of function. They took something that we consider just nothing, walking pneumonia. It's called walking pneumonia because that means you can get up and go to work and do your job and you have pneumonia. And for the most part, you're not really put down. You'll get tired in the evening. You'll take your meds. You'll get back up and do it again. And it can linger for a long time. So it's basically a mild thing, like Jody was saying. But when we're talking about the potential for a gain of function action being made, if there's nefarious powers at play, then we're talking about something that's supposed to be um, easy to treat. But yet, if they have come in and done something nefarious, then we've got something we've got to really prepare for. You'll bring up a, hold on now, freeze that point right there, Michelle. You'll bring up a really good point here. You're right. Uh, Dr. McCullough and I actually spoke about the gain of function on America Out Loud Pulse, in fact, had that conversation. And he did say that with the fact that, and I forgot about that caveat to you, just brought it up, but you're 100% right. He did say that that would be a game changer within that, which would make this mycoplasma pneumonia or what we think we're seeing something else entirely. Is that what we're saying, Michelle? Yeah, so I, I actually believe that it is in our best interest to be, I am known as the get ready, get prepared nurse, have your stuff together, get your COVID basket, now get your mycoplasma basket together, because Dr. McCullough and other doctors have exposed that This particular walking pneumonia is not going to be responsive to the typical antibiotic treatments. It is going to need a specific kind of antibiotic like doxycycline, tetracyclines, and things like that. He mentioned the doxycycline uh, specifically. You're right. There were a couple, three of them. But aren't those normal uh, uh, for treatment of this when you say they're not normal? Aren't they normal, Michelle, for this kind of treatment? Well, if we do not know what we're treating, so if we think it's COVID just because we didn't test or we think it's the flu because we didn't test, then we're going to treat it with a different antibiotic. So my point is, is if we're dealing with a gain of function risk because it's coming out of the same place that COVID did, then let's be suspicious and let's be prepared. So I'm encouraging everybody who listens to me to call your local hospitals, your local pediatricians and doctors and say, hey, do you have the multi-panel respiratory panel that tests for 19 uh, pathogens, including four bacterial and 15 viral. So that when my son just had something this week that I didn't know what it was, it kept staying around. So we went ahead and got the test, got the 19 panel test and found out it was influenza B. It was not mycoplasma. It was not COVID. So therefore I knew what I was dealing with. Uh, Go back over to uh, nurse Kimberly a moment here. Here on nurse Michelle talked about this here in that way. Uh, this potential of gain of function, which was absolutely brought up by Dr. McCullough, and again, not trust in the system. What do you say about that, Kimberly? Do you do you uh, agree to some of that conversation or do you have a difference of opinion? I, I differ a little bit on this. I am not really encouraging testing at this point. Um, I feel like we need to tr- treat the symptoms. And, uh, you know, it, for me, it's it's really difficult because, you know, I worked in the ICU through COVID and I watched so many of my patients die needlessly. I can't encourage people to go into the system any longer. I completely part and break way from this system at this point um, because I feel like, you know, I've sending a patient in to be tested needlessly when we could just treat the symptoms. Um, it just puts a bounty on their head. You know, mm. if they get that COVID, if they get that COVID diagnosis, I've seen, I've seen it happen too many times. Well, you're talking Trust about me. the testing now, but that, that's right. fine. And I accept what you just say there, but what about this point of the fact that if there was gain of function done, that that would be a game changer with this particular pneumonia? Would it, yes or no? I'm potentially, yeah, I potentially could be. Um, but, you know, I, I just, I tend to, okay. I just tend to really not, 
Okay. believe anything that comes to me I think honestly I think it's just like Jody to Jody's point I think it's the walking pneumonia that and they make it sound a whole lot more uh, ominous when they call it you know the mycoplasma pneumonia um, but it's it's something that we've seen all along I don't know that it's anything different I mean it, it potentially could be who knows what to believe anymore right. but my my biggest thing is that we need to just focus listen they're not going to stop they're not going to stop coming at us and they're coming at us from every direction, whether it be the air we breathe, the food we eat, the water we drink, right? Our best and only defense is going to be getting ourselves into our highest and healthiest potential right. and to getting our immune system uh, up to yeah, par. That's the that's key our right only there. defense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Jolie, there's two schools of thought here on the balance of the conversation we're talking about. You know, the, the test and I hear that, but even either, even this gain of function conversation, which was a thing that did come up in some serious conversations, put, put bring this together for us. How do you how do you size this now at this point? Well, you know, as far as the testing, I'm I'm with Kimberly on uh, do not go to the doctors if you don't have to. The <laughs> testing does not matter. It, it's like, Malcolm, all these people that went out and said, oh, I got COVID again. And I'm like, well, how do you know you had COVID? Oh, I took a test. Oh, you mean you participated in the experimental test that was never intended to diagnose something? Oh, okay. You see where I'm saying? Like, why are we even going there? Even with mycoplasma pneumonia, I mean, I'm looking at the NIH's site. And as a nurse in the ER and ICU, I know that the ZPAC is the most frequently used antibiotic used to prescribe for this, you know? So, so there's no need to test in my opinion. There's no need to go to the the doctor. You know, I believe just the same as Michelle is to be prepared, try to build up your immune system. And I always tell people, you know, if you can have on hand an oxygen concentrator, they run between three and $500. Um, and most of them go up to seven liters of oxygen. If somebody wants to be prepared in that way, it would be to have your nebulizer, have an oxygen concentrator because having a low oxygen, less than 92% will get you admitted into the hospital and use the hospital, you know, deadly protocols. So, you know, have an oxygen concentrator at home, have your nebulizer, have all the things and, you know, and then you can set yourself up to have IV therapy and to have your, you know, chicken soup. Right. right. The, the Jewish antibiotic, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you don't see what I'm going with that here. I do. Um, I I, do. I'm not worried about all this gain of function because honestly, even with COVID, mm-hmm. I believe that it was the flu that we were seeing as well. I mean, I, you know, the whole COVID thing, they've mm-hmm. never isolated this virus in its entirety. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of, you know, it's just like the test where we're talking about all these mm-hmm. what ifs. Uh, and we have no facts. I'm a big fact person hmm. and, well, I, and I, I don't see facts. Yeah. I have a yeah. comment. I, I think I'm the only one here that was ended up in the COVID unit in 2020. And my whole family had COVID at the same time. My boys were shooting basketball by the third day. My husband was fine by the fifth day. I was in the COVID unit twice and I was on a walker for a month and oxygen for three months. I'm a high risk person. So when I say to people, it's worth knowing what it is. I know that 
it wasn't just a flu for me or if it, and my, the flu nearly killed my son um, and put a pacemaker in him um, when he was 16 years old. So I recognize that there are people out there who have special medical conditions like myself, like my family doesn't have, mm-hmm. that made me much more at risk. So that meant preparation and knowledge became important. And yes, I'm 100% on the same side with um, oxygen concentrator, having that in the home, having the nebulizer. But also, I think it's important that we have safe sources to get testing, like Kimberly has remnant nursing that she's available, has available for people, that if there's a source that isn't going to be reporting you or something like that, if there's if we could get labs that are providing tests that can help people know what we're dealing with, I think that that is a good solution within the parallel system. But I do think that for people like myself and the elderly, the people who maybe are the targets for the bad guys, mm-hmm. are it's worth it for us to have knowledge of what we have early, quick, get on top of it fast. Mm-hmm. But I tell everybody, if you have a snivel, if you have a sore throat, you better be spraying your iodine nasal spray and throat spray in as soon as possible. Do not play with this because nefarious powers are at play. Yeah, well, there's a lot there. I mean, a lot of food for thought with uh, with all the um, the team here, the nurses and I love this conversation. And, you know, I just to speak to listeners here. I mean, how great is it to get this cross section of thought? I mean, really, though, you know, it empowers us, you know, empower knowledge is empowerment is what I suggest. And and it really is. I started, I said to you, boy, this really proved my case, ladies, when I started off the conversation. I said, it's a fine. Didn't I say it was a fine line between preparation and fear and the PTS? Right. Didn't I say that? You know? Yep. And here we are. And it is a fine line with all. Of it. And I know we were there. I uh, We were there in COVID as well. Uh, and, you know, listeners know, I mean, I, I was, I mean, and for those who maybe don't know this or here for the first time, I mean, I, <laughs> pretty close to losing my wife only by the grace of God. Is she still here uh, for sure to be absolutely sure. Um, and, and I had all the early protocol. I played nurse at home. Uh, Malcolm did to uh, keep her alive for that week to keep her out of the hospital. Back to what Kimberly and Jody were saying just moments ago. Yeah, definitely keep them out of the hospital. We knew what the remdesivir uh, quota was doing. We knew what the ventilator was about. I mean, it was just absolutely, um, we, I had been reporting on this for a year and a half, two years before this all happened. The worst part about it for my own experience is that we got it in the worst possible moment, which was the Delta variant. That was the worst, the Delta variant right there did the most most damage and destruction uh, to folks. Uh, number one and number two, my wife had had a car accident. Someone had uh, crossed the double line and had hit her in a head-on collision three weeks prior to contracting COVID and the Delta variant could not have been a worse situation. So a wow. perfectly healthy human being, somebody who was totally healthy, her immune system was compromised badly from the car accident, was still in recovery mode from the car accident. And then she gets this worst possible time. And I have to tell you, we escaped to death. We escaped to death is all I can tell you. And and to put a, the whole crux of this is that the, the, it was, you know, given the ivermectin, given all the treatment, doing the, 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 the blood thinners, the shots, all the things I did, I was doing that here at home through, through Dr. McCullough, through several others, uh, Dr. John Littell, Dr. Henry Ely, other people I spoke to two, three in the morning, I remember. It was a horrible scene. Problem yeah. is her oxygen level fell too low. And back to your point, Jody, a moment ago, when you talked about, you know, the 92 or so, my golly, her oxygen level had felt had fallen into the low 80s. And yeah. we, we, we had the oxygen machine, obviously, at the house, but it could no longer sustain her. We had no option. And here's the real, and I don't know if I ever share this with you ladies, but, you know, this was such a difficult decision. 
And I have to tell you, uh, I um, I thought we lost her. She thought she was dying as well. I had to carry her down the hall to go to the bathroom, and she was shrieking with pain. And I was trying to keep her out of the hospital via the information I had on the talent and the people around me. But the oxygen level fell too low. I had no choice, and I had to get her some more oxygen. The machine could not sustain it. So we had to do the unthinkable, which was get her into the hospital, which was what we tried to prevent for the week before, Jody. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, absolutely. So now we were at this point of mercy to the system, which I reported on for a year and a half before this. And now here I was at the altar of truth. Wow. And that night before, my wife looked up and my daughter heard her and she said, um, and one of the most positive people would never have said this. She said, um, I'm I'm going to die. She said, I'm not going to make it. She couldn't breathe anymore. And she knew it. My daughter ran out of the room who was just 19 at the time and just was horrified. And oh. it, was a, it was a horrible situation. And I prayed that night. The next morning, I had to do the unthinkable, bring her into the hospital. I had the I called 911, the paramedics come and you know, had to go through the whole protocol, told him what hospital I wanted her at, what was happening. I had an attorney on standby to make sure no remdesivir was going to be administered. And I did all kinds of steps in between to fight the fight. And you know what saved it? What did it? Uh, she got in there and uh, I, you know, what did it is this? I spoke to the head of ER that that particular day, that that early afternoon, and the head of ER said that uh, we'll know in two hours, uh, basically, we're going to put her on a piece of equipment. Have you ladies heard of a piece of equipment called the heated high flow, heated high flow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vap a vapotherm. It puts mm -hmm. 60 liters of oxygen all around the body, non-invasively, correct? Yes, it was uh, the most amazing uh, tool that we had to treat COVID at that point when we got the vapotherm machines in wow. um, was when it turned around and not many people were getting intubated. Oh, Jody, this is crazy. Then I, I just hear what you just say right there. And I, I thank you for that. I did not know you knew what would respond to that because a lot of people didn't even know what the heated high flow was. They look at me, even people in the business, the healthcare business, like, what are you talking about? You know what I mean? They, mm -hmm. not everybody knew that. And I got to, Jody, listen to this. Listen to this, ladies. You're, you're going to flip. When the paramedics, the ambulance, all they came to the house, they argued with me. I mean, literally argued. They wanted to take her to another hospital who I didn't know had whatever. And I didn't have the people I knew. That I said, no, I want her at this one. And I'm not going to say the hospital names. I said, I want her on this one. They got they really got nasty with me a bit and said, no, we we have to go to the closest one. I said, no, you will not. You will take her to that hospital over there. Uh, I said, and there is no option to this. I said, are you hearing me? Yeah, said, don't Sir. mess with Malcolm. He said so. I, oh, and it got nasty, got really nasty. And I said, you are not going to do that. And it got, I'm telling you, I went, I, you can't believe the fight I had with these people. Wow. And I literally it. made sure she got to where I wanted. Do you know that head of the, I'm serious. He said to me, he said, I'll know in two hours if her body, if, if it does not respond in the next two to three hours with the heated high flow, we will have no other alternative, sir but to put her on a ventilator. There was nothing more we can do for her. It, what happened with the hospitals, it became a numbers game. It's a numbers game. It was like cattle. It was like herding cattle. They just brought them through and it was like a thing, give them remdesivir, stick them on a ventilator, watch them die. 
And I knew I'd been reporting on it for a year and a half before that. I said, no way am I doing that. Do you know, two and a half hours later, I swear, swear to God to all of you, um, I was on the phone again with the ER and they said, her body is there. She seems to be responding in the early hours here. Now she's in a critical crisis mode. I, we don't know how she's going to respond overnight or, but she at least has a fighting chance to keep her off the ventilator. And the next many days are going to tell the story. And that's what happened guys. And I'll tell you what, I went through such a period of time. I thought we lost her and it was a moment. I can't describe it to you any other way and what had taken place. And, but remember now we had all this ivermectin in her. We had the HCQ. We had all these early treatment drugs in her. You know what I'm talking about, right? All that was in her yeah, system. Because yeah. you're one of the fortunate people who was not, a, you got access to the that's information it. that saved her life. But that's we it. have thousands of, not millions of people who were censored from that's that it. information and they're now paying the price and they're now- And we stopped the remdesivir and all of that. But but Michelle, we were on the verge of losing her totally, which would have been, she would have been another statistic in this whole deal. And by the yeah. grace of God, we saved her and she was in for, I think about 10 days. And then we got her out of there and I'll never forget picking her up. And I'll never forget going back to the appointment with the doctor. And he was, they were pissed off at me because we weren't getting a vaccine. And they were upset. And the lung doctor was upset. He said, why well, you need to get the vaccine? I am not taking that vaccine. He then said, well, you don't have any other reason to come back here then. I said, you bastard. I said, wow. right up your ass where the sun don't shine. You know? <laughs> oh, I have wow. words with him, let me tell you. But that's what he said. You don't have any reason to come back here, Jody. And you're better off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly. <laughs> they, were really, they were really upset because we weren't getting, they took it like personally or something, you know? I don't know. It's like, what, they didn't get their check from the government or something? I mean, come on. Well, it's nurses and doctors that were out there like Jody uh. and Kimberly that were actually practicing and myself who were fighting on the phones with these people to fight for people like your wife. Yeah. And we found out very quickly that the system was 100% gamed against us and against the patients. So yeah. thank goodness she had somebody that yeah. fought for her daughter to the right hospital. Oh, Michelle, I, I can't tell you. I mean, I can only tell you. And, you know, I look at her so differently today um, in ways that I know. She's one of the most beautiful people I've ever met. My wife is really, truly is. She's a um, she's got a heart, <laughs> the total of gold. I mean, her personality, people love her for that. And uh, doesn't really know a stranger. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. Um, she compliments all of that in life. And, and I look at her in a totally different way. Again, now knowing today that we almost lost her. And, you know, you never, you know, isn't it strange? Ladies, that's my lesson through COVID here. You never really know what you have in life until you almost lose it. Is that a fair statement? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I, mean, I didn't even know that I had, I was with the best already. I didn't even know that. And, and yet, everybody knows they don't have what she has in somebody who loves her that much. I mean, it really comes down to it. Do you have somebody that's your partner who is going to fight for you for the lip? They're going to do whatever it takes. If it means taking out the ER doctor himself, yeah. he's going to fight for you. Oh, Michelle, God bless you. I moved mountains to do everything I could. Let me do this. We've run way over here, but to say the least, uh, which is which is fine. But uh, uh, there's a lot more to do and to talk about. And but let me let me do this here. All right. So we're coming into we're in this fall, winter uh, season of all kinds of things. 
like you say, uh, Nurse Jody, you've been struggling with things. A lot of people are. It's weird. There's a lot of weird stuff. I, I think we've sort of beaten down our environment out there, our health environment, a lot of uh, our immune our immune systems. Uh, but this whole thing, the population is so over vaccinated and so over germified. And I don't know. I just think we're many of us are sitting ducks for something. That's why it's like I don't after what my wife went through, Jody, I don't want her to get this. What you just have the Michael, if that is the mycoplasma pneumonia, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, because her lungs are damaged. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's a mm -hmm. they're pretty badly damaged, even though she's come back. Great. There's some deep damage in there that you don't get rid of, you know, when it comes to that, you know. So anyways, uh, but there are things we can do. And we celebrate health here and wellness at America Out Loud. And AmericaOutloud.shop is the reason I put all of this effort into it. It's why we have all those products there. Um, it's, it's so we all strive to have a healthy immune system. Uh, and I think we need to help our fellow uh, uh, man out. And, uh, you know, and this is how we do it, uh, our neighbors and uh, in life, you know. And so uh, there's a product you all like a lot and I, I and you've been really behind and I want to bring it up now. It's ASEA. It's, it's spelled A-S-E-A. -E Let's go right around the room here and start with you, Jody. There's two great products. They have a whole host of products, by the way, but there's the ASEA Redox Supplement and this Renew 28 Revitalize and Redox Gel. Tell us, each take 60 seconds, please, and let's go right around and tell me why you like this, what it does, and so on, please. So 60 seconds. Okay, so we are comprised of cells. Every single part of us is just all cells. Some of them are specialized, right? And we have our heart, our, our lungs, our eyes, um, but we are all cells. And at the base of every single cell is our mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of the cell. We, I like to see a redox um, supplement because it goes to that part of the cell and throughout your whole body and helps it to just function better, right? And so that is why I like the, the supplement. I'm actually nebulizing with it. Um, it's it's wow. essentially salt wow. water. Right, that has this technology to um to to go to the cell, and so I've been I've been using the ASEA Redox supplement to nebulize, and I put the hydrogen peroxide in there, and um and I'll tell you, Malcolm, I had this cough, and that's how I knew, like, oh shoot, do, am I having the pneumonia? Yeah. Uh, but the cough started uh, kicking in, yeah. and I you know, nebulize with it one time and it goes away. And yeah, you seem to get over it, it quick from the last yeah. few days and messaging you. You were really sick there a little bit and you seem to get over it quick. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing I'm doing well, you know, and um, yeah, wow. yeah, just using the tools that I have. And and obviously, yeah. you know, I talk about the redox uh, uh, gel. Yeah. Um, you know, I use that all the time as well. But I think my 60 seconds is up. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's get over to Michelle, <laughs> Nurse Michelle. Uh, but uh, Nurse Michelle, what, what, talk to us about this redox gel since uh, Jody covered the supplement. What do you think about this redox gel, please? I actually go around calling it miracle gel because I just had emergency hip surgery on a vacation from a canoe accident. And I have been able to manage pain by rubbing it in my hip and the areas of pain without having to use Tylenol, ibuprofen, and much less narcotic. So I think that's a pretty significant report to be wow. able to wow. But that so to so I tell people post-operatively, you better have yourself some ASEA gel. But I mean, that's not even counting what we're getting reports of hemorrhoid ender 
um, sexual enhancer, erectile dysfunction fixer. I mean, literally people are using it for unbelievable things. Jody used it for bed bugs that happened at one of the five star <laughs> they stayed at. So it de- dealt with a rash for that. So, I mean, wow, we have put wow. it on everything. My boys have put it on acne. It is a list of things. That You're blowing me away, Michelle. Yeah, so that is that. I, no and of course I drink. I drink the drink every day because right. I'm recovering from a surgery. I'm going to do it anyways, but I increase the volume. And then I also love the um, Cell Performance Variety Pack. They have a powder drink pack that has energy, mind, and mood. So yeah. I mean, yeah. mood enhancers. I, yeah. I'll take. Well, you blew me away. I had no idea it did all that. The Redox Gel. Um, bring it home for me, um, uh, Nurse Kimberly, please. This uh, Sia Price. I don't know a lot about it, and I was so anxious to talk to you all. Yeah, absolutely. So I, you know, Jody really got into the science end of it, and I'm just going to let you know the results that I have had have been just absolutely amazing. I do the supplement, um, which you know has really I, I've had i've been able to sleep better i struggle a lot with insomnia my sleep has improved i've definitely had more energy um, and a decrease in joint pain but what really really got me was that the redox gel i had been suffering from horrible um tendonitis tennis elbow for months months and months i had been suffering i had tried everything you could think of to get rid of this and i used the redox gel and when i tell you within maybe two days i I haven't had pain since. Wow. And this was uh, very chronic that I had been dealing well, with. If I hear you all saying these kinds of things, I am really literally blown away at it. I mean, I, I knew you liked it, but I didn't know how the passion behind your comments there. And I know back to what I said earlier, uh, you, the integrity that each of you have, there's no way you would say anything that wasn't, because oh, no. that's just who you are. You, you're never, n- n- none of you are for sale. That's why your whistle blows and everything else. Uh, because you're not for sale. Uh, you call out corruptness, wherever it is. So this is a hell of an endorsement here, uh, which is why we put ASEA in the product line was because the nurses were very passionate about it, frankly. You can ask them questions about this directly. And I'll, let me step out of the way by doing that and say you can send them to nurses at americaoutloud.com. Nurses at americaoutloud.com. Or just go to our shows, drop down to the nurses. And again, send the questions in. Uh, that way or through through that system as well. So anyways, that's how you do that. By the way, use the code out loud. You will get uh, 15% off the purchase um, by doing that. And this is something we negotiated with the company and it's intentional. It's what we've done to all the product lines in the AmericaOutloud.shop. So go ahead and, um, and, and do that. 15% off code out loud. Try the ASEA. You have some questions, send them into the nurses. That's the best you can do. And they have an answer, I'm sure. And they'll talk about them on their shows as well, by the way, and make this a teachable moment, uh, which I love. So anyways, we're going to take a quick pause now, uh, my fellow Americans, and join you just in a moment here on The Voice of a Nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at liberty at americaoutloud.com. Liberty at americaoutloud.com. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells, and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. 
for the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Voice of a Nation. It is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here. Yours truly and always a privilege to be with you, my fellow Americans. And again, got to get all of our friends around the world. We have listeners from all around the globe uh, who love to listen to America Out Loud. So listen, wishing everybody a joyous season. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays. Uh, as you celebrate life and uh, your faith, uh, and uh, that's important. We also have some big changes coming up on the platform. We are getting truly excited for 2024. We will have a whole new platform website launching. I hope you'll join me January 1st, 2024 at noontime, Eastern time now, just whatever time zone you're in. And you'll see a whole new launch of the platform site. Uh, very excited about it. There'll be some changes in the talk radio schedule as well. We will be running Christmas classics on the weekend of Christmas, 23rd, 24th, and 25th. It's become a tradition for us, actually. We've been doing it for some years now, and people love it. You'll hear classics you don't hear everywhere, so it's going to be very, very cool. We'll be running Best Up between Christmas and New Year's. That's intentional. We'll give all of our hosts the respite they need and our writers. And we're also getting ready to turn on a whole new world for 2024. So that's what's happening here, by the way, on America Out Loud. Now, we're joined uh, with the nurses here today. It's a one-year celebration of the launch of Nurses Out Loud. 
And I really become, uh, I, I love these women and love their commitment to all of it. Uh, become really dear friends with them. Um, Nurse Jody, uh, Nurse Michelle, and uh, Nurse Kimberly. They're three tremendous uh, voices and passionate all in what they do and represent uh, really the nursing industry in a remarkable way. And that's really was the attraction here. They provided leadership at a time when it was hard to find leadership, frankly. Um, and they rose to the top of that. Uh, really, they that's what did it here. So anyways, I want to just go around the table here a little bit with each of you. And I want to talk about what's the biggest aha moment over the, okay, so it's been a year, it's been a year since you've been out here with this. What's the biggest aha moment in launching Nurses Out Loud? Some of the things maybe you've learned, some of the things maybe it's through guests you have on or listeners, that kind of thing. But what's the biggest aha moment that comes to your mind um, through Nurses Out Loud that you'd like to share with listeners here? Uh, who'd like to go first? Uh, let me throw it out there, see if anybody is ready for the, for the quick response to that. Well, I was going to say that you know, I, I think when we're following in God's will for our life, which I know the three of us um, have certainly, we, we know without a doubt that we are in this position because we have, um, that there is nothing that you can't do. And he will provide, um, even in the times of, you know, we're all bedside nurses, Malcolm. We weren't radio hosts. We weren't columnists. We weren't, you know, authors writing books and stuff like that. Like, you know, so I think, you know, just really trusting in God's will and, and submitting to him, um, really you, to just do amazing, powerful things. And, you know, and it's just a blessing to be on a platform such as America Out Loud because, you know, we're censored all the time. You know, we are always threatened with getting kicked off of social media and and all of the platforms and even Twitter. I mean, we, we don't even yeah. get, you know, we're shadow banned. Shadow banned. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you know, yeah. Jody, to your point, you know, when America Loud launched, uh, we'll be eight years this coming April. Uh, we launched 2016, remember now, Jody, in April. And it really was an act of God uh, to play to your point here. And there's a reason why the caliber of talent and amazing, beautiful people are part of this network and platform. It is the gift of a lifetime. Uh, I, I, The blessings are beyond anything I could describe to you in words here. But it truly is a remarkable blessing. And it really is all, I think, really God created this platform as a magnet, Jody, to like-minded people to really make a difference in the world. And you subscribe to that so well, my friend. And I thank you for that, Jody. Thank you. Nurse Michelle. I feel like it's just such a blessing to be able to speak truth without fear, uncensored. I, I second what Jody said, because we know what it feels like. It, we probably all have PTSD from the level of censorship and punishment we've received from whoever that they are. So it is a blessing to be able to have a place to actually speak that truth without fear, because we don't have fear about speaking the truth. But when they silence your truth, that, that really does actually have an impact on you. And I've gotten to interview so many doctors this year that were not part of the allopathic system, that were part of the homeopathic system, and, and interviewed people that are talking about this thing called terrain theory versus germ theory that actually makes us really reevaluate. We can look at this allopathic medical system that we all call the normal yeah. and see how it has failed us 
uh, and how the people within it have failed us, how the system has failed us, how the system isn't pre pre preparing nurses and doctors for actually being what they were supposed to be called to do, which was to be among the healers and those that relieve the suffering and the oppressed of this world and bring new life into this world and usher others off into the next world. And it's evident that people went into this profession for something else. Yeah. So it's been a blessing to have those interviewees. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, Michelle, it opens the one thing I do have said to people before, having your own show and the powerful platform, it, it, one of the things I love about it, Michelle, frankly, is it opens up doors, you know what I mean? Um, that are hard to really open up sometimes, but people are very open to then talking. And that's been one of the privileges. So to your point, Michelle, I think you're right on with that, you know. Um, mm. Perfect. Um, Nurse Kimberly, uh, br bring this all to a crux. So yourself, what's the biggest aha moment to you? You know, I think it's, as Jody and Michelle stated, that we have found a home where we can speak and we can speak freely. We have been trying so hard to get this message out there, you know, and I think the biggest aha moment is that when you're in, you know, we're still seeing so many nurses and other healthcare professionals that are just still sadly and unbelievably not seeing the truth. And to me, to have this platform and to be able to connect with so many listeners around the globe really, and let them know, you know, you're not alone in this fight. People think, that you know people are made to think that they're crazy for thinking something's really and truly wrong in this healthcare system and to be able to have this platform has just been the biggest blessing and i thank you malcolm for that and for the fact that we've been here a year not one time I, i've probably said some crazy stuff on air but never at any time have i been censored um on this platform and i appreciate that more yeah, than you yeah, know you got it and the only thing i really hope for for people uh, Kimberly, is that, you know, I just really, uh, the only thing I ask is act like ladies and gentlemen, keep the conversation, right. you know, not like, um, you know, people that use ugly profanity or disgust and hate, you know, I, I that's the one, we can't be tolerant to that, you know. Um, exactly. That's it. Exactly. But other than that, I mean, people should say what they want. And I love the diversity of opinions, frankly. I love the diversity. Those people sometimes say to me, well, did you agree with them? I, I say, well, of course I did not agree with them. What do you what do you ask that question for? Well, why do you put it? I said, what do you think? I control every piece of conversation on an arc all loud? I said, not, not even close. Right. This is not my view personally. Uh, but exactly. But civil discourse is how we are going to move forward as a society. I mean, if we cannot even have a civil conversation with one another, yeah. you know, how, how do we move forward? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, what it is, Kimberly, it's the diversity of America It's the diversity of thought, the diversity of opinion It's the diversity of America out loud. And it's what I, I love to embrace those values. They're very important values, our free speech and our our right to be able to think, uh, be thinkers. And it's real, real important, which is the emphasis. And you ladies have been uh, right at the crux of that because you see what happened in the industry. Uh, you were there, you you know, in, in big ways. And you were being censored more than a lot. And we've seen that. We The shadow ban, the censor, and to Jody's point, is very, very real. All right, bringing this now to a crux. We're almost out of time. Just a few moments left here. And uh, again, it's been a year now, The Nurses Out Loud. And by the way, the program plays 10 a.m. Eastern Time. You don't know that. Uh, Monday through Friday on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Of course, all of our shows, as always, go to podcast, friends. So all, those shows all go to podcast as well as others. They're always on demand. Got a lot of cool things coming up with 2024. Looking forward to this. Uh, one last thing I want to put out there, and I mentioned it early in the broadcast, and I bring it up because I think there's something here maybe 
that we could there could be a future broadcast or maybe you ladies would like to even take this further on nurses out loud and i mentioned to you in a piece i'd sent you about a word called syndemic uh that in, in the the caption on this in the global news is experts warn that the us is headed for a syndemic this winter and people say well what is a syndemic because we heard of the triple demic and we've heard of uh other terms that have been used, you know, triple demic, right? But not the syndemic. Well, what this is, and it kind of plays to some of the words you guys were talking about. And I'd like a quick comment from you in closing here. But they're talking about here, Kimberly, staying with you a moment, strained hospital capacities, workforce exhaustion, burnout, a lack of effective therapeutic tools, poor communications, a lack of compliance, a lack of continuity planning, and the per pervasive influence of social de determinants of health uh, make the nation uh, fragile. I got to tell you what, does that strike a nerve with you or what? It's, it sure does strike a nerve with me, Malcolm, because this is all, number one, it's all by design, but it's all by their own hands, right? They fired all of their nurses who wouldn't become vaccinated. They so Or the, the, you know, others have left the system because they couldn't partake in it any longer. And when they talk about capacity, um, it's not always that the hospitals are filled with sick patients. It's a lot of times a nursing, uh, staffing capacity. So they just don't have the, the nurses or the staff available to be able to take the, the same amount of patients that they normally would. So they'll often use words like, oh, the hospital is at capacity, but that doesn't mean it's full of sick patients. So it's yeah. really important to remember that distinction as well. I think this it, is a big deal, this syndemic. Yeah. I did, did, did you, was you aware of that, uh, Kimberly? I've, I've never heard of the term. No, I never no, did no. either. 30, okay, 30 cool. years in healthcare, I've never heard of it. Well, I didn't either and other people didn't either. Michelle, comment on this? Well, it sounds like it does kind of correlate with what has been done to all of us. Like we've been set up. There has been something unleashed on the world. Yeah. Whatever's happening is affecting, obviously, all of medical care. If Dr. Geert Vandenbosch is correct that there is going to be a major negative impact on the immune systems of the vaccinated, then it should be no surprise that these people are experiencing unbelievable, bizarre, weird viruses that, that they can't quite get over. They can't quite shake. And they would populate the hospitals. And it would seem logical that the hospitals would be telling us. And all of these patients are all vaccinated, and but they're not telling us anything. And we, and, But I do know because I have thousands of people reach out to me that the people that are really struggling are the people that are vaccinated. So we know it's relevant. And we know that there seems to be an agenda to make us worry about things. And, and to speak to what Kimberly mentioned, when they say that it's at capacity, well, if you've taken away 50% of your staff and you can't fill up the second, third floors yeah. Yeah. because you don't have staff to take care of them, well, that's a different message that should be being sent, but that's it's it. not being sent. That's it. Yeah, the, the, the healthcare industry, the system, the medical system has been uh, ripped apart. Uh, it's torn wide open and it's it's bleeding. It's almost like an open wound there's got to be a lot of healing and a lot of people like you all do not trust um, what's going on here. And uh, but this syndemic is interesting. And I think we should take this a little bit further. Nurse Jody, let me give you the last word on this syndemic. It seems to me like this is a sign of the times, I think. Um, yeah, absolutely. One, like Kimberly said, they created, you know, I had never heard that term um, either. And, you know, it when I did research it, it says that it consider a syndemic considers how interacting epidemics have increasingly adverse effects on communities. Okay, so we have the 
you know, epidemic of children not knowing if they're male or female, right? We've created that mental health crisis there. We've created the health crises with opioids. We've created the health crises with our failing health system, like the workforce. And and so now they're, here's another word that they want to use, and they're probably promote this on mainstream media, you know, for fear. I, I just, it's so annoying. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting, though, to at least bring it to light and to understand. I mean, to fix the problem, Jody, we have to understand the problem, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. And I think we uh, a lot of us understand the problem. There are many different problems. Right. Right. right? And um, yeah, and we have to we have to know right. what they're trying to do to us. And, right. But I think know. we should take this pandemic. I'm saying to you, Jody, uh, Michelle and Kimberly, let's not let's let's make this our anthem. To suggest what I'm saying is it's a word we didn't even know. And here we now know what it means, but it's endemic of what's taking place right now. And maybe that's our anthem moving forward that, you know what, we need to fight this endemic of of what's happening here. I I think there's something there, Jody. Yeah, absolutely. Shedding light on it. Yeah. And letting letting people know, you know, that there there are a lot of different issues that are plaguing America, you know, especially America. Like I, I said, Malcolm, I spent 30 days in five different countries and never once did I see any signs about getting vaccinated. Even the circles and everything were removed in, in many places. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, what's what's happened to America is is it's just absolutely awful. I mean, it makes me want to move out of it, actually. Yeah, there's, well, I hear you. I hear you, my friend. <laughs> there, there's a lot of oddities that have taken place. There's no doubt about it. And we we talk about it and discover these every day here. It's a lot of weird stuff going on uh, in the neighborhood, as I say all the time, friends. But <laughs> we've got to take the, the ball by the hand here. And we've got to uh, uh, set a new course and uh, make a difference in the world. And that that is our mission. It's our drive. What do I say all the time to you, right? Liberty and justice for all. And and that means being fair. That's being, being honest and, um, you know, embracing our differences. Uh, the world has gotten very ugly to a lot of people for no reason. We need to get back to those principles that uh, bond us together as human beings and that bond us together as Americans, not 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 Republicans, Democrats, independents, communists, or some, but as Americans, for people who passionately love their country, love this life, and that's that's the fight forward, right there, friends. If we're going to have a success of another two hundred and fifty years, remember we're coming up on our semi-quincentennial in, in the year twenty twenty six, right after we the new president takes office in twenty twenty five. Tremendous thank you here. One year anniversary to the nurses out loud, um, to uh, Nurse Jody, uh, Nurse Michelle, Nurse Kimberly, and this terrific, the, the, the power that they are. And again, integrity, they're authentic uh, and just intelligent, and they bring so much to the fight. And so we really appreciate uh, their contributions here in big, big ways. Um, don't forget to check out the shop and the SIA. Send any questions in. We'll take it from there, friends. Uh, thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.